Hello, PolyAm fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. So here we are. Another poly talk episode another week of quarantine beautiful day number five million three hundred and twenty two in quarantine yeah and welcome to the murder hornets oh yeah what level the level five in jumanji yeah, <laughs> yeah. where there's a hunger games meme going around with the tracker jackers I don't know. Hunger oh, you haven't games. watched Hunger Games. No. You know, they're in this arena and they're fighting for their lives kind of a thing. Right, right. Well, the game master can release its own things and beasts and stuff at the players. And there's tracker jackers. And they're like um, yellow jackets. And they sting you and then you go dizzy and they're crazy. But they're calling them tracker jackers. Oh. So it's just another level of Jumanji. <laughs> or Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Right. <laughs> so here we are in another day in the life of quarantine yep and uh that's about as exciting as it gets for us <laughs> episode's over thanks for tuning in <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic today i really want to people <laughs> sitting here at the desk watching for birds isn't enough for you you desire no. more <laughs> yeah i do like, I just want to hug and hold people and snuggle and cuddle and Aww. and just, you know, touch and feel. I'll and hold you. Have, you did earlier. I know. Yeah. I'll hold you more. I want 11 hundreds A cuddle puddle? Yeah. I feel you. But it's all good. It's all good. And here we are. Still. On episode 60 of Talk Your Polly Off. And today, we're going to talk about what we call our KTT. Yeah. And what you call our KTT. What I call. Yeah, I mean... No, I meant them, not you. Oh, all of you. That. It stands for Kitchen Table Talk. Right. Before we get there, though, you shared something with me that I thought was very endearing and adorable me? earlier today. Yeah, you... Oh, I did a cute thing. You did. You and a relative had a little bit of a conversation over Messenger. Yes. You care to talk about that a little? Yeah. I think it's adorable, and I and I really liked it. So. Yeah, it was it was actually super cute. The other night, maybe last night, I don't know. They all run together these days. They do. <laughs> I didn't even know that this was the day it is. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I got a text message from my sister actually. And uh, it was a screenshot of a conversation that she was having, not like a conversation, but a meme that was posted by an extended family member of hers. And uh, basically, <laughs> I, I'm not going to quote it or anything, but basically this extended family members of, of hers was saying, poly people suck. I can't do poly. Like, keep your hands off my man. <laughs> kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah. And she sent me the screenshot of her reply to that person, basically saying, my sister is poly and proud, and it's consenting adults, and whether I could do it or not doesn't matter, because it's what makes them happy, and as long as everyone's consenting, then we shouldn't judge. And she yeah. sent me a picture of that and was like, look, I defended you. And I was like, oh, and this is my younger sister. She's four years younger than me. 
And uh, I was like, oh, that's so cute. And we had this really like heart to heart conversation about all the growth and personal development that kind of goes into living an, an active poly life and having to check your own insecurities and dive into where they're coming from. And no, it's not for everyone. But if you're willing to put in all this work, then it can be a wonderful payoff. And she was just super supportive and telling me how she's really proud of how I live open and free and do my thing regardless of what other people think. And she's glad that it works for me. And it yeah. was just a super special moment. I just love her to love her to tears. Well, and I think that's really cool because of the fact that oftentimes in polyamorous lifestyle, people are afraid of how their family are going to react or judge or think. And you've got the sister who... While she doesn't subscribe to the ideals of polyamory... Nope, she's actually very monogamous. Right. She is more than happy to say, look, it's not for you. It's not for me. We get that. But for who it is for, let them do them. Right. And open your mind to the idea that they're doing a relationship their own way, and it makes them happy. And that's actually cool, whether we believe it or not. So... I think that's why I really found some happiness in your sister's thing there because because it was your family member supporting you in your life choices. Yeah. And you don't hear enough of that in polyamorous lifestyles because a lot of people's families are like, oh, I can never do that and you're a whore and you're going to hell and right. whatever. So it's cool. And Yeah, I have, and this is my immediate sister. This is a you know family of origin yeah directly i have even more respect for your sister now i think that her and her husband are great people and now even more so because of that yeah so it was really neat and i thought that that was something we could share with the world yeah it's totally a happy poly moment i do have some really supportive family members i mean majority of my family is on my Facebook page. They're friends with me on Facebook, and I don't edit what I post. Yeah. If I'm going to tag that <laughs> I'm going out to an adult club, I'm going to tag that I'm going out to an adult club with multiple partners. Like, And they'll choose to ignore it and move on by or <laughs> make a comment, but I don't put up with crap. And I'm from, I've got aunts and uncles that are cool. I've got cousins that are really awesome and cool with it. And I actually have really great conversations with them about it. And obviously siblings. And of course, everyone is not on the same page. And some people keep their mouth shut and don't comment and don't approve. Yeah. But they at least keep their mouth shut about it. Well, and I know that you have another family member. I won't say the direct association. Mm -hmm. But I know that you have another family member who has a more open lifestyle. Yeah. Her and her husband mm -hmm. swing. And I got to meet them last year. Yeah. And they're really awesome people also. Yep. And you'd never know. It's the funniest no. thing. No. And then I will even also go so far as to bring up your mom. Yeah. Who does not like polyamory. Right. But she knows we are open around her. And even if she makes a comment or two, she's really supportive, actually. Yeah. In of, her own way. Yeah. In her own way of how we live mm -hmm. and she's never shunned me because of it like uh you're just one of her many hookups and like <laughs> she adores me yep. for some reason and so and i honestly, think your family's I, pretty tight like that That's yeah they're really really good i think if we invited my mom and my dad over for like one of our parties oh geez <laughs> you know if it was one of the like small ones like a fourth of july barbecue you know thing like that one of the ones where 
we're taking our shirts off in solidarity? No, no, no that okay. happens later after they go to bed. <laughs> but I think they would actually come over and meet all of our Polly friends. That would, be, would be cool. cool. Yeah. I do have another, like, happy Polly moment, though. Do My you... family, on the other hand, would not. No. <laughs> do you country. have any happy Polly moments to share? I... Sure. Yeah. I mean, kind of put on the spot. But I know, you're welcome. I can whip something up. I actually <laughs> have been... <laughs> I've actually been developing over the last few months a relationship with somebody. Yeah. We're just friends, but we're getting closer and closer, and we talk on the regular. And I think that maybe once once a self-isolation is no longer in order, then we might figure out spending some personal time together and get to know each other a little bit more. So I guess that you could call a happy poly moment, yeah. even though it's been a couple of months of moments <laughs> right you've been building up to the right right to this point well and i don't often like to talk about my relationships on the podcast in any real detail because a i don't want people to think that i'm just blasting my love life right. because i do feel like partners i have should have their own privacy outside of this podcast mm-hmm. i mean like unless there's consent and you know we all agree to certain things right and in B, because of the fact that not every relationship is automatically going to be successful. I don't, I don't want it to feel like there's this revolving door of partners <laughs> when I'm trying right. to get to know some people. Regardless, what is your other happy poly moment? Well, it's along the same lines as we've discussed on this podcast before. I don't connect with people easily and I really struggle. And recently, through some personal ads and in search of ads in different Facebook groups and whatnot, um, connected with a gentleman who's been around the groups for a little bit, but he's fairly new to Polly. He's married and lives in Portland and we're in Vancouver. So we haven't had, you know, got a chance to meet or anything yet because we just started talking during quarantine. So this is a new thing. What, maybe one or two weeks now we've been Mm -hmm. talking? Yeah little baby brand new connection but it's kind of fun and uh i feel like it's going in a good way and we're actually gonna meet here real soon so as soon as this quarantine is over we've got it planned and scheduled so i'm hoping here in the oregon washington area they've got it phase phase one phase two for un undoing the stay-at-home order so i'm hoping in phase one maybe we can get together for a little bit of social distance jamba juicing or something yeah i was gonna say worst case scenario you guys after the stay home order stuff is clearing up you can i don't know go to a parking lot and be 10 feet apart and talk from you know your cars or yeah whatever so i don't know i don't know where that's gonna go and i'm not trying to put any sort of expectations or plans on anything it's just been nice to kind of connect with somebody yeah yeah outside of the house Yes, I totally get that. Right, and it doesn't diminish anything that we have. No. We both know how madly and deeply in love we are, but sometimes it's nice to get out of the quarantine house. Well, and I've got to say, I mean, I think I've said it plenty of times since this whole corona thing, is that I would like to have more connections than what I have right now. Not because I'm tired of your shit, but because... (laughs) Because I just, I enjoy feeling closeness with people. Mm -hmm. And that's not really happening so much. So 
it's also difficult in my scenario that for the last year or so, I've pretty much jumped off of posting regularly in groups and on Facebook and stuff. Kind of just taking a break from all the big scope of things and focusing on my personal life. I miss having those connections. When I was really active, man, I had tons of connections and and friends were building and, and relationships were flirted with. And, and I really haven't had that much. And I'm kind of missing it and itching for it a little bit a lot of bit yeah well i think you're in a good spot honestly knowing all the behind the scenes stuff and what you've been working on over the last year and i think your personal life's in a good spot where it's probably a good time to open up that path again right and i think that a couple of the times when i dated in the last couple of years i guess maybe i wasn't quite in a right enough spot and that's why I didn't get serious, and that's why things didn't work out. I still needed to work on me. Yeah. And I feel like I've got a control on that, and I feel like I've come a long way, and I'm ready to be a part of something, you know? Open up your heart again! Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> I forgot the combination to the lock, though. Oh, I've got the key. <laughs> I'll unlock Uh, your heart. That's adorable. (laughs) I thought you were going to say dumb. (laughs) No. Yeah. So, anyway, first sidetrack of the show. You're welcome. (laughs) We're all going a little crazy in quarantine. You can't blame us. It's fine. You can, and you should. (laughs) I blame us. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to talking about what we're supposed to be talking about. Let's. The KTT, or as Bella said, the kitchen table talk. We like to think of weekly relationship check-in stuff sort of like a maintenance plan. You get checkups at the doctor, or you take your car in for routine stuff, or even cleanings at the dentist, all in order to keep things working properly and smoothly in an attempt to avoid any major disasters or ER visits. Well, that's what we like to do for our relationship as well. Yeah, um, I mean, like we mentioned already, our check-ins, we call them KTT, short for Kitchen Table Talks. Also, side note, if you use the hashtag ILovePollyKTT, show us how you're using this practice and follow the hashtag to get ideas from other people and see what they're doing with it as well. That's a good idea. Total side note. So our Kitchen Table Talks are where we basically pull together all of our local polycule and we sit down around a kitchen table, duh, and talk about everything from the upcoming week's scheduling plans to shared meals and finances. We use this as a tool to help get everyone on the same page, basically discuss what's going on in each of our lives and as the polycule overall. Yeah, and at the end of it, we will do a quick temperature gauge on each relationship where we talk about what's new this week or how things are going. We have a document we've created to keep notes on and hang up in the office door or in the kitchen, depending on the week, I guess. Yeah. For the week's calendar. Really, we can preach Google Calendar until we lose our voice, but some people, like me, just work better with a paper calendar to see it. And this is something we found helps keep us focused and on track. Without it, we tend to run into relationship speed bumps and hurdles more often. Yeah, definitely. I know 
the weeks that we don't do or even the months that end up going by and we forget to do them we realize we're like oh man we we're having these disagreements more often or we're really not on the same page lately and mm-hmm. i thought i told you about that scheduling change and we can feel the difference when we're not doing these check-ins. Right, right. And there's even ways, Bella mentioned about the local partners. Mm-hmm. There's ways that you can use the KTT with your long-distance partners as well. And I think we talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. We want to include everyone. It's just you obviously can't gather those long-distance people around a table. Mm-hmm. So I think later on we'll mention some okay. ways. Okay, we'll, we'll get back to that. And I mean, really, this tool's not only helped me to grow and be a better partner, but also it's made a huge impact on how I even check in with my friends more regularly. Everyone I'm connected to benefits from the process and tool, even if it's only because it's helping me be better. You know, when I'm paying attention to my schedule for the week and I'm like, man, okay, I've got all these, I've got date night, date night, date night, business, you know work, whatever's going on. I'm like, man, I've got no time for friend stuff. I'm going to plan a movie night with friends or I'm going to go do lunch with this person or Mm -hmm. something like that because it puts it out there in front of me. So really, I think this tool benefits everybody. Right. Well, I mean, what you're trying to do is you're trying to learn how to manage your life in a way that includes the people you care about. And whether you're having this conversation with them directly or not, if you find that you have Tuesday and Wednesday totally open and you got nothing else going on, that's an easy way to drop in and be like, hey, which of my friends needs attention or would like attention or who have I not connected with recently? And it gives you the opportunity to make sure that you're making time for them. Right. I think we get so busy in our day-to-day lives, even in quarantine, right? I know we've got 15 different house projects going on, not all of which I'm included on. They're mostly yours. Yeah. But there are a ton of house projects, and there's the side business, and then there's, I've got short hours at work still, and there's house chores and paying bills, and there's still things going on. Oh, and endless yard work. Endless yard work. (laughs) You know, if this happened a little bit more in summer where the yard was dead, there wouldn't be as much. Or if it happened in winter where, like, snow was covering it, there wouldn't be as much. Yeah, because most of the winter that we've (laughs) gone through recently, in the, the first winter in this house, House, yeah, there was really no yard work, and yeah. it was nice. <laughs> I'm mowing the lawn 38 times a day. It's, it's pretty good. I've cleaned the same gutter 24 times this month. <laughs> Happy springtime! But yeah, we get wrapped up in all that stuff that we forget to nurture those friendships and relationships if it's not someone we're talking to on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. We originally did these on Monday because at the time we just equated Monday as the beginning to our week, but we soon learned the importance of doing the KTT on a Saturday morning and planning for the week to start on Sunday. So if we need to go grocery shopping or manage other big chores, we can get that done on Saturday and be ready for our week. I guess for me, I don't really like... Like, if we were to do it on a Sunday, and we know our work week starts on Mondays, then it felt very, like, rushed and last minute, and okay, cool, now we've got these plans for Monday, but I still need to meal prep five meals for while I'm at work, and we need to go grocery shopping for dinner, and then I felt very rushed when we were doing it then, trying to, like, plan for the week to start on Monday, so it was just easier to back up a day, 
for my brain, I don't know about everybody else, but I just kind of wanted to give a heads up on like how we do it. Yeah. So we prefer to come together at the table so it's easy to write and take notes. But maybe you want to be comfy and get everyone gathered on couches and beanbag chairs, whatever works for your situation. We found it works best for people when everyone can get together in person. But of course, there are always long distance partners who may not be able to be there, in which case, try to use Zoom or a video call so they feel included and part of the discussion, if that's something that they want to be a part of. Right, of course. Yeah. It's nice to consider connecting with everyone in your polycule who may want to be considered and may want to share input. If everyone's on board, try to keep to your scheduled routine because when you forget to check in, or maybe if life gets too busy, it often leads someone feeling, I don't know, unimportant or not good enough, and then your week just won't go as smoothly as it did when everyone else was on the same page. Yeah, I know. I mean, especially in a long-distance relationship, finding out that everybody else connected and had a check-in, but I wasn't included doesn't feel very good. That has been an issue, and it was... I mean, honestly... That's one of the great things about everything that we do and everything that we talk about is that even if we've got our shit figured out, we don't always. And in the early stages of our KTT, while I was with a long distance partner, we didn't have that part of the KTT figured out. Right. And so she provided a lot of great input and helped us understand the importance of really filling this thing out a bit more or getting more people involved in different ways so that everyone does feel more included. So everything is a learning lesson and every step needs to be taken in order to meet your milestone to success. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's even the case with just every relationship we've had. We've learned something from everyone. We've made mistakes and that's how you get better. Yeah. You know? Okay, so we've really talked about, like, the importance of doing the KTT and when to get together for the KTT. So I think that maybe one of the things that we should do is actually go through each section of how our KTT is set up. And if you want to see this, you can go to our website, ilovepoly.org, and it'll pop up, jump on the mailing list, and it, we will send you the KTT in yeah. your email. So there's a pop-up on the website. It asks for your name and your email address. Once you do that, we're going to send out an email. And at the bottom of that email, there's a free downloadable template for the KTT. And if you do that, you'll get it in PDF form. And you can even edit it and play with it and change it up. Yeah, I mean, what we are sending out through our website is how we run it. How, how Bella and I and other partners use our KTT. If some of these don't quite work for you or if the organization of it doesn't fit your life so well, edit it away. I yeah. mean, it's just like Polly. There's no one true way to KTT. Yep. Everyone's going to KTT differently. Or even if it just gives you ideas and you write on a notepad, take a picture of it, share it on Instagram with the hashtag I love Polly KTT and show us how you're using it and how you have these discussions. We want all the input from all the different ways. Oh, and that would be cool because then you could also share that with other, like if you hashtag it, then someone else is going to follow the hashtag. They're going to be like, oh, I didn't even think to add this to my KTT. Right, and you can help other people. So we're all just helping each other poly better. I love it. 
Okay, so what are some of the sections? Let's go down this list. This kind of started when we were first brainstorming. I mean, this has gone through multiple phases. Mm-hmm. And so I think where we've landed and so far, what works best for us is to kind of start with our calendar. Yeah. Let's look at the week. And again, most of this is outside of quarantine. <laughs> and then also understand that this is a week by week thing so that you kind of have to come back together every week. Yeah. So we're not trying to plan a month in advance. It's a week-by-week thing. Right. Do Use your Google Calendar, plan the whole month out, color coordinate it, get all your calendars linked up. Totally cool. But this is just a focus, so that way you can double-check that you're all on the same page. Yeah, so the first section is our calendar. The first section is our calendar, and we're going over not only work schedules, but date nights. Mm-hmm. We're making sure, okay, you and I have Tuesday night, and then you're going to go out on Wednesday, and then I'm going to go out on Thursday, and we're coming back together on Friday for this event that we're throwing, and then Saturday is a concert. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're, we're going over each item... We personally don't have little ones and kids in the household, so we don't deal with that aspect. But if you are shuffling around carpool, this mm-hmm. is the time to talk about, okay, well, who's picking up Bobby Joe at school and who's taking Susie to gymnastics? Mm-hmm. This is all part of your calendar scheduling. Yeah. And I got to say that this calendar has saved my bacon multiple times, <laughs> honestly, where I thought that I'd had a Wednesday free and I'm like, Telling this person I want to go on a date with, I'm totally free Wednesday. And then I look up from the kitchen table to the mirror where we've yeah. had this thing set for a while. Oh, wait, I'm busy Wednesday. But this day is open. Let's look at that. Right. So it's actually saved my bacon a couple of times. Yeah, I, I've found it super helpful for sure. And I'm a big Google Calendar person. I live and die by it. But I still Me have... Me too. <laughs> If only people could see your face. I love it. I love Google (laughs) Calendar. If Google Calendar stopped, my life would stop. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm I'm that person (laughs) in the polycule that doesn't know Google Calendar. Doesn't calendar. No. So we've enjoyed the paper week at a time because it's really helped. (laughs) I like it. And that kind of goes... Do you want to talk about the next part? Which next part? The meal planning? Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes with the calendaring, as we found as we were talking about calendaring. Well, I mean, you go ahead. You're on it. We Well, we, you know, hey, Tuesday night's date night or whatever. We'd be like, oh, okay, well, that night we're going to be eating out, so we don't have to plan dinner at home for that. But if the next night you're going out and I'm home, I have a solo dinner, mm-hmm. an alone dinner I need to make sure and plan. Right. And so we added this meal prep or meal planning section so that way you can kind of figure out what you need to grocery shop for for the week. Yeah. And which nights you're home or which nights you're taken out and who's where when. Well, and some of the benefit of that, realistically, that we've experienced, especially now that we have just a household of two people, mm-hmm. whereas before there were nine people in the home, yeah. <laughs> we needed to have a lot of surplus groceries, and now we don't. So when we're meal planning... And if we're not eating what's in the fridge within a couple of a week or two, yeah. it's going to go bad. We're going to have to throw food away. And I, I think that we've both found that there have been times where we weren't paying attention to our meal planning while we're paying attention to our calendar. Mm-hmm. And 
have ended up with spoiled food because of a lack of forethought or a lack of planning on our side. Right, and not spoiled because we were like, oh, we didn't want to eat that anyway. We were like, oh man, I really wanted that, but I forgot it was there. Or we ordered out instead of eating at home when we really wanted to eat at home. We just forgot. Well, and then just the idea that, oh, we're going to plan this to make this on Thursday, but oh yeah, I had a date on Thursday. And so we're going to push it off, and the next time it's available would be after the expiration date right. or something. So the meal planning we put on the KTT because it was essential to part of that calendar and how we operate in our nighttime. Because that's you're off work, you're doing your thing, and we want to make sure that we're not wasting a budget on a bunch of junk food that lasts until the apocalypse is over. <laughs> yeah. But also that we're not, you know, I mean, it's a good way to not waste, I guess, is yeah. really what it comes Well, And to. we didn't use it for breakfast and lunch and stuff like that. We were just specifically talking dinner time planning. Right. Because, I mean, like, lunchtime, we're both at work, in theory. Right. And so we're dealing with our own lunch times. And breakfast time, we're getting up at different times in the day. So we'll have different things for breakfast for mm -hmm. each of us based on whatever. So, yeah. Just the dinner for us. It could be that you plan all your meals. Still great. Right. One of the other sections that we go through is the budgeting, the bill paying, the finances. We want to get a scope of what the financial needs of the household or the polycule are. Now, when I say that, I say the household or the polycule because... As polyamory has many different configurations and many different styles, just because you don't live together doesn't mean that your budgets aren't somewhat connected. I'm not saying that everyone should pull out their, their checks and balances and <laughs> everyone gets to see where every penny goes or anything like that. But there are certain things. As an example, Bella and I do nest together. So we do have to be mindful of the rent and the utilities and those things. We have our own separate accounts. Mm -hmm. We have a joint account for the bills. Mm -hmm. We make sure that the bills are taken care of. And then on top of that, she's going to have some of her own subscriptions or bills. I'm going to have some of my own subscriptions and bills. We share vehicles. We share insurance. You don't have to, but there's going to be something potentially where discussing aspects of your finances that are important to know about for your partner's sake are going to take place. Even if it's just, hey, who's paying the Netflix bill this month? Right. Right. Like, I don't need to know when you're paying on your credit cards and you don't need to know about my student loan stuff right. because they don't affect each other. But when we're talking about the car insurance that everybody's cars are on or our cell phones because we're sharing that plan you know those kinds of things or anything that affects the house like you said mm -hmm. of course we want to keep people in the loop well and then to go back to a point you stated earlier about potential carpooling if carpooling is an aspect in your polycule you know maybe someone's using the car more and they didn't fill the gas tank right maybe if that's in. something that you guys pay attention to so things like this, anything that deals with financial aspects of your relationships, which are shared. Right, right. The other point that I want to make that maybe this is a discussion point for you here. I know early on in our nesting together, 
I think it was when you, me, and your wife were still living together. There was some discussion of you were taking all these girls out on dates and always paying. Yeah. And then that was coming out of shared finances. At the time, it wasn't split up the way that it is now. Right. So it was, cool, you're spending all this money on dates, but, like, that's supposed to go towards the house. How do we make it up? And you're like, well, when you go on a date... You don't always pay because the guy pays. So it kind of balanced out there where we weren't paying, but then you were like, it was an interesting conversation to have early it on. It was. And it was weird because, well, now I, w- I want to make a point because you made it sound like I was being very frivolous and didn't oh, no, care no, about no. the bills. Yeah. The M- bills were paid. My primary concern has always been to make sure that survival is taken care of. And as far as the dates would go, it wasn't that I was like, well, I'm just going to take all of the shared finances. <laughs> There's still, and, and that's part of why the account splits happened is because you may get to a point in your polyamorous life where you need your own financial autonomy. You need to have your own money figured out so that you're not unintentionally or intentionally using shared money for personal stuff. Right. If that's something that works out with you and your partners, then cool. But if it gets to a point to where maybe now is a good time to get your own bank accounts, and then, like, with Bella and I, we put the X amount of dollars into a shared account that's really just taking care of survival stuff. Mm -hmm. And then our personal accounts are our own money. So if I had the money to go on 500 dates a week... Cool. Do your thing. It doesn't affect a partner. And this is part of where we're coming up with the financial aspect of this KTT, is making sure that you're accounting for you and that, you know, you and your partners can have these discussions and that's that's important. Yeah. And I think it's even, it even crosses into that long distance partnership or even if it's not long distance, but just Mm non-nesting, you know, hey, cool. You and I've been dating for a month. You've been paying for everything. Like, is that working out okay? Like, do I do you want me to pitch in? Because I'm okay pitching in. These are just some of the questions and conversations that are kind of awkward, but kind of need to come up and be discussed. Yeah. I don't want resentment building if this person's constantly paying. If I'm ready to pay at any time, but you always grab the check. You know, like... And that's kind of my thing. Okay, so... <laughs> it, it's interesting because I've gone on dates where... The other person wants to pay. Mm-hmm. If I'm planning to go out on a date, and if I ask someone to go out on a date, I'm planning to pay. Right. Not because I'm expecting anything in return. We could have a great date. I could pay for dinner. We could go our own separate ways, never see each other again, and I'm fine. But if I am asking for someone's time, I am personally preparing to pay for the dinner because I'm the one that's asking for that time, right? How does that work when the conversation isn't, would you like to go on a date with me? When the conversation is more, hey, do you want to meet up? Do you you want to, like, how how are you feeling? Maybe we should get together. It's the same thing. I'm asking for their time. Yeah. And so I'm prepared and more than willing. And maybe this is way beyond the kitchen table talk. (laughs) We've sidetracked. This could be a whole other episode, but we'll just cover it here. I'm prepared and willing to pay for that. Right. For that experience, that memory, whether it's 
a dinner and a movie or a little activity or something. Or if I'm saying, hey, I want to go out and do this thing. Would you like to go out and do this thing with me? Yeah. Date aside, relationship aside, if I'm asking someone to spend time with me or do something with me, I personally am not like, okay, well, you said yes, so you automatically are ready to pay for it. <laughs> now that I've got you hooked into wanting to hang out with me, are you ready to pay for it? Right. I don't <laughs> want to do that. So I'm prepared to pay. I have gone on dates where the person I've gone to a date with was like, I'm going to pay for mine. And that's totally cool yeah. because, A, it makes it easier on me, and B... They don't feel any kind of weird obligation. Yeah. Which I never want to put anyone under, right? If you want to pay for yours, I'm happy for you to pay for yours. Right. So I guess that answers, I hope, your question. Uh, yeah, totally. It's just th those conversations. Yeah. You know, and even in a long distance thing, we, the conversation can be, hey, I'm traveling to see you this week. Can you pick up the tab eating out? Oh, or, yeah. you know, like... Make the conversation whatever works for you and your relationships, but it's it's a conversation that should be had around finances. Yeah, and that's a big reason why the KTT is kind of important because you want to have a heads up before the scenario, before you're in the middle of the scenario, right? You want to know what's going on so that there's not those weird, awkward moments mm -hmm. while you try to figure it out. And this is regardless of gender. This is not a gender thing. Right. This is simply, if I'm asking you to spend time with me, I'm willing to pick up that tab. If you choose to pick up your half of the tab or even want to be generous and pick up the whole tab, I'm not going to complain about that either. I don't have yeah. any kind of pride or ego in the way. And this is not a gender roles thing. It's simply me saying, if I get that time, I'm willing to provide question for you hmm. just my own curiosity does that extend the same way with friends yes so if you ask our friend we'll just call him sexy rexy if you were to ask sexy rexy out just for bro drinks kind of a thing yeah if you ask for his time you're still planning on paying even with a hangout with friend yeah yeah oh, it's, it's good to know just... i mean that's that's kind of what i do yeah, again, it's it's regardless of relationship, it's regardless of gender roles, it's regardless of anything other than the fact that you may not have been planning to do anything with your Tuesday afternoon, so you were fine, and you were financially planning to do nothing. Right. I wanted to do something that Tuesday afternoon, and I said, hey, do you want to come do something with me on Tuesday afternoon? It's a new you say, sure. thing. That's, that's an, yeah, it's like an unspoken expectation. You're going to come with me, so now pay this thing. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't I don't know. It's also something you can figure out in the moment, but I like I like to go into every scenario with the plan to paying ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings us to the next section on here. Thankfully, Jesus. <laughs> Long time you talk too damn much. Money is a big thing, though. It really is. So, and again, if that's a more important conversation than your calendar... Make it a bigger section on your KTT form, you yeah. know, whatever works for you. So our next section and topic that we kind of discuss is the business, the housework, what's going on, kind of in our... Chores and to-do lists and stuff. Sort of, yeah, chores right. and to-do. Like, oh man, toilets sure need clean. <laughs> 
you know, who's going to take that chore this week? Right. Or, you know, the yard work or whatever it is that it is. You're, you're going to have meal planning. Is this a point where you're going to discuss who's making what meals? Right. You know, this gives you the chance to work on the house as a unit or or some kind of shared chores as a unit. Right. We also add in business things, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll do different checklists and action plans for, oh, we got to record an episode this week. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, some people might have an Etsy shop. Oh, man, I really got to crank out three of those crocheted baby Yodas for these orders. Right. So it's real. That's why I say business and housework. It's still the to-do list or the task list, but it's less about the calendar, less about the finances, less about what we're grocery shopping and meal planning for, and more about the tasks that need to be done around the place. Right. And I mean, like, and this again doesn't just apply to nesting partners. Say we have a polycule of seven people. Arbitrary numbers are fun. <laughs> And we're having to change the oil on one of our vehicles, but maybe we aren't mechanically inclined and maybe you have a partner who is, mm -hmm. and that's a point where we can get together and be like, Hey, would you be willing to look at this? Would you be willing to do this thing? Is this something that you could take on? And this is another aspect of how polycule can work well together for a community feel. Right. Right. You get together, maybe maybe this partner does maintenance work and this partner is an amazing chef. Right. And so it gives you the chance to also play to each other's strengths here mm -hmm. and help manage each other's weaknesses as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you get the housework done, you share responsibilities, you share tasks, you're doing the maintenance. Yeah. And that brings us to the last piece. Oh, the last piece. And that is our weekly kind of relationship review, touch base, how are things going section. This one's always a fun one because it never starts any issues. <laughs> I picked up on that sarcasm. You did. That was you a got good that one. first time all day. All day. Actually, this is a really good section, especially in all of the polyamorous relationships. This isn't just talking about, hey, Bella, I like this person and, you know, we've come together at the table and the same arbitrary seven of us are at this table. And this isn't us just kind of airing our dirty laundry to each other. Bella, you and I, this and this, we've gone so far. Partner Z, you and I have done this and this, we've gone so far. This is more than that. Yeah. This is more than just checking in with each partner in the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, you can start it however you want. I mean, you're probably going to get further if you come up with some, maybe some basic questions to ask each other uh, instead of just, Monsuda, how's your week going? How are you doing? How, how are your relationships? Good. Fine. <laughs> like, that's just not going to go very far. Right. It's not, it's not great communicating. But if you use, here's just some examples of some of the prompts that we've used in the past. You know, I'll ask him, you know, hey, Monsida, do you have any new interests or connections this week? Have you been chatting with anybody new that you want to share with me? Yeah, and that's actually brought about 
a lot of great conversation and it's helped when you I like this question a lot honestly I'm going to get a little geeked out here <laughs> but when you ask a question like this this is one of the questions we'd ask each other regularly mm-hmm. it provides your partner some understanding on what you're all about this week and and if there is someone that you've been talking to it makes it more open and and more available as conversation and it gives your partner a chance to understand like your interest levels yeah well i think we found early on two different things one there would be times when you'd be texting on your phone and i'd be like who are you talking to and it would come across very invasive. Bitch, you don't need to know who I'm talking to. Yeah, quit being so nosy. So, yeah, quit being so nosy. When I was just like, man, someone's really got his attention. Like, I'm excited for him. But it would never come across that way. And on the other side, if he doesn't really have anyone's permission yet and consent to be like, yeah, this is something I want to talk about. This is going in a relationship direction. If they haven't gotten there yet, then him just coming out to me and being like, oh my gosh, I'm totally making this amazing connection with this person might not be a conversation he's ready to have yet. So doing this on a a weekly basis instead of daily, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Any new connections? Blah, blah, blah. That gets to be a bit obnoxious and overwhelming and might not be the right time. Right. And sometimes depending on the scenario and the people involved, it might come across as like prodding or poking. Yeah flaring insecurities right and that's not always the case and you may not even take it that way but we found for us that a weekly check-in is a good time to be like oh you know i have been talking to this person and i do want to bring this to the table and i want to make it known and present and so you're not surprised when suddenly this person's posting on all my facebook things or getting all these little heart reactions there. <laughs> you know, that way it doesn't feel like a back end. Oh, yeah, by the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And it could just be like a new friendship. It's not necessarily a relationship direction, but yeah. just, I'm just, I have this new connection with this person. I'm spending some time talking to them. FYI. Right, and you don't have to wait till the KTT no. to do it, of course. I mean, there have been plenty of times where I'm talking with someone and I have this great connection and that person is okay with me sharing yeah and i get to be like bella bella (laughs) bella bella and i get to share that right but the weekly check-ins just a good reminder that says hey this is the time for you to be present for your partners this is time to let them know what directions your heart is going and i know there have been times too where man i'll pull up messenger and be like well, I think I told you about that person. I told you about that person, right? Oh, did I tell you about this person? Like, I have this really great connection with this person. And so it doesn't have to be a big, serious thing. Just, oh, yeah, like, this was a really good conversation I had. It's it's kind of just like a reminder, a bookmark that says, hey, remember that person you were talking to three days ago and you might go out on a date with? If you haven't said it to your partner yet, this is a great time to do it. Right. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about new connections and outside connections. Mm -hmm. So the next thing we kind of ask each other is, uh, how are you feeling about where we're at? Yeah. And this isn't a deep dive question. This is... A weekly. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to... We'll cover the deep dives next week. Next week. We're going to go into this relationship deep dive question stuff later. Yeah, but this is just a good way to be like, well, you know, I I was really struggling with this this week, and so I kind of wanted to talk about, maybe as an example, 
I feel like I'm the one doing all the dishes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Jabby, jabby, jabby. No, that wasn't a jab. It was a a great example at the forefront of my mind because I did all the dishes today. But that can be a conversation. Like, this week I felt like I've been doing all the dishes and... Maybe I could use a little help in this department. Right, uh, and bringing it up on the weekly instead of when it boils over because you've been doing the dishes week after week. Mm-hmm. This kind of catches it before it gets to that boiling point. Right, and it's a great way to have a discussion. And it could be that you don't have a complaint, which would be amazing. There could be weeks, and we've had these weeks, where how do you feel this week? Well, I'm really enjoying where we're at. And I loved our date night the other night, and I'm still happy and high from it. So I appreciate everything. There's always going to be something that you can talk about. This is just a blanket, how are you feeling about us right now? Yeah. In general. And then you can, another question is, you can take it in, you know, any negative emotions come up for you lately? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I was super fucking frustrated when blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, but there might not be anything negative this week, and that's great. Yeah, you know, it could just it could... be like I stubbed my toe and it pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. And then follow up the negative, because we don't like ending anything on negative, with, well, okay, do we have any good or happy moments that happened this week? Any really great experiences or memories that we made that you want to talk about or yeah. remember? And just leave it open for open floor discussion after that. Yeah. And like Bella said, these are some of the prompts that we use when we might need some help in this section of our KTT. If you come up with prompts that you really enjoy that we didn't cover, you can always post them with the hashtag I love Polly KTT. Yep. And again, we're here to help each other out. You might have come up with something that we didn't talk about mm-hmm. that another of our Polyam fam had never even thought to do. Right. And we're not going to talk about it this week, but we'll talk about it in the deep dive. There's even some prompts for building your friendship connection up. Okay. You know, it doesn't, your relationship check-in doesn't necessarily mean romantic check-in or sexual check-in. It could be all your relationships. You want to check in on your platonic friends? That's fantastic. Like, yeah. So we'll go into some of this more in our deep dive. Okay. Yeah, those are all the sections. When. You added something to this version of our KTT that I really find kind of cute and adorable. First off, there's at the bottom right corner the follow-up points to revisit. Yeah. So if we're kind of on the fence about something or something wasn't resolved but our time is up for the KTT, we'll write a little note. So the next week we can come back to it and be like, oh, let's go back to this, right? Put a pin in it, talk about it next week. Right. But the part I think is fun <laughs> is that you have a little rate this discussion in the bottom left corner. Yes. With five stars. Yep. And you get to mark how many stars you thought the, the discussion yeah. was. Yeah. I think that's kind of cute. And I mean, really, it, there is no this should be this way. Maybe it was a really shitty week and everyone had a hard time and there's nothing exciting coming up and you're stuck in quarantine and everyone's mental health is breaking down and it's just a one-star discussion this week. Mm -hmm. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It means you're acknowledging that it's a hard week. Yeah, and I would say for that section, it could be easy for everyone to come along and, and agree on how many stars to give, but I would recommend for everyone using our KTT 
that each of you initial the star that you feel oh, like Oh, that's it a good is. idea. I like that. And in that way, you know, Bella might have thought that this was a five-star week, and she's <laughs> riding high. And I might still be pissed off about these dishes, so I'm like, you're one star, buddy. <laughs> these fucking dishes. I'm surprised the toilets haven't been mentioned in there, too. Okay, so honestly, <laughs> if I'm going to try to pull something that everyone can understand... It's going to be something mundane, like dishes or laundry. Right. You and I do our own laundry. Yep. So dishes is a pretty universal thing to fight over. Yeah. So it's just low-hanging fruit, <laughs> okay? I'm not really pissed off about the dishes. Right. Whatever. It's just low-hanging fruit, and everyone can understand <laughs> frustration around dishes. Totally get it. So anyway... <laughs> I signed one star because of the dishes and because of Bella not leaving me alone about using dishes as an example. (laughs) But she signed five star because everything's amazing. Because I'm Bella and everything is rainbows and glitter. Right. Oh my gosh, speaking of glitter. Okay. I found a lip gloss. And it's super, super disco ball glittery. And it says that it changes to the pH level of your skin. Some bullshit like that. And when you put it on, it changes to the perfect shade of pink for your skin tone. I don't know if any of that's true, but it was really pink and glossy and glittery and it was super cute. And your lips are pinker. That's because I like ate it all off. And I was sipping on this straw over here. That was good. Yeah. Okay. That was good. So at any rate... When everyone gets to initial their star of choice, then you get to see basically how the conversation went for everybody. Yeah, and I mean, you can three-hole punch these, keep them in a binder, keep them in a file. It's kind of fun to go back, especially if you listen to some of our episodes around the year-end mark. We talk about doing an annual relationship review. Pull these suckers back out and reflect over the last year and be like, man, we made some really great progress and we went through some hard stuff and we came out on top. Right. And and really, we keep all of this stuff on file. Yeah. Each one of these because it gives us the chance to see how far we've come. What things used to be an issue, we we need help getting through something. We can sort back through older ones. Right. It actually helps out in a lot of different ways. It's not just a fun way to keep track of what's going on in the present. It's also a history of what you do. So in our experience, doing a weekly check-in, even if it's just a short conversation, it's, it greatly improves the relationship. I mean, it has for us. Yeah. We become more mindful of the small things that we might do to trigger our partners. And it becomes easier to work on those bad habits that we have. Or sometimes it helps us create fantastic new memories and experiences because we're more focused on doing things like weekly date nights. I don't think we've really encountered a negative effect from doing these. Really? Not one? A negative from doing these? No, actually we haven't. I was just... I mean, we have our own negative bullshit that we talk about in these. No, you're perfect. I am. It's true. I know. You're so cute. You're so lucky. I know. It's true. It is. No, we have not really had... (laughs) negative effects from doing these if anything i'm not trying to step over no you're good but if anything doing the ktt's has been probably i'd say one of the most important parts of the success of our relationship yeah because there have been times especially like when we moved and a couple other points in our relationship where we weren't doing these on the regular 
and we struggled a lot more. We did. Every time we do these and we check in with each other every week, it greatly improves our connectivity, our communication, just everything about it. It helps us understand each other better. It's all good. It's all it's good. It's all good. I wish I could have learned this 30 years ago. Right. So now, even if you find our KTT too overwhelming or too time-consuming, we really hope that you find a way to do a weekly check-in with your partners. Get on the same page. Have some tough conversations with open and honest communication. If you're struggling with something, talk about it. If something went really well, talk about that too. Plan your week, talk about the what-ifs to prepare for the unknown. We really like front-loading over the weekend, so that way our week will be smooth sailing. I promise you can do this. Yeah, because if I can do it, I know you can do it. <laughs> I mean, I want to go back to the Google Calendar. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear you say that, actually. <laughs> right, and that's why I want to go back to it. Because I struggle with a digital calendar... This is something for those of you listening to this podcast that resonate with what I'm saying, this KTT is for you. Because I struggle with the digital calendar because with all the other digital input in my life, that thing gets backseated quick. Yeah. And it's not that I don't know how to plan for the future and it's not that I don't want to make plans. It's that I'm in the present, I mean, real tangible life and putting that on a digital calendar is it's just as easy for me to forget as if I didn't do it at all. Right. So for the KTT, for those of you who like a physical presence, for those of you who like having something you can look at on your way to the bathroom or getting into the fridge, whatever it yeah. is, wherever you put it, it's a physical manifestation of at least a week of your life. And if nothing else, for those of you who are like me, this greatly improves all of your scheduling just because it gives you something to look at in the moment without getting distracted. Like There have been plenty of times where I'm like, oh, I'm going to look at my Google Calendar and I open my phone and I see notifications. I'm, oh, I got to check this notification. I got Oh, now I got to play this part of my game. And oh, someone tagged me on Facebook. And by that time, I've forgotten why I even opened my phone. <laughs> Right, And that's a huge issue with me. So when this thing is up, we would, for the longest time, taped it on a mirror next to our kitchen table. Which is right where our car keys hang. Right. And now we put it at our office door. I use the office every day. So as I'm opening the door, I'm seeing it. I'm remembering all of the things that we talked about, all the things that are planned. And it gives me the ability to work on my present and my near future better so if this is you this is yet another reason why the ktt is awesome awesome well and honestly it, it helps those of us who like the digital calendar it helps us too because it's hair pulling to try and get you on <laughs> the same page as me sometimes when we're only using google calendar and yeah. i'm like don't forget we've got that thing coming up don't forget i added that event to your calendar mm -hmm. and then you forget anyway because distractions i don't forget because a half hour before the event <laughs> i get a reminder that says this is going to happen <laughs> so it's really helped my crazy calm down too yeah so really, no matter how we're looking at it, if you've connected with our strategy and you'd like to try our KTT with your people, 
head over to ilovepoly.org and sign up for this template to download. You'll get it in your email box after you sign up, and you're golden. This is just the start, so take the idea and run with it. We've talked about this a lot. Make it your own and add whatever works for you. And whatever does work that's not on there that you did add, hashtag ILovePolyKTT to share it with the rest of us so that we can all be more successful in Definitely. our relationship. We hope you start this check-in habit to keep up on the regular relationship maintenance. And we hope that you find the value in the KTT in your own life that we've found in ours. Absolutely. And this pretty much wraps up the KTT portion of our relationship check-in stuff. It's a continuous preventative maintenance kind of check-in. It just opens up. It's a tool to open up discussion. Yeah. And to make sure that we're all on the same page. Because one of the tough parts about relationships is not knowing what's going on or where you fit or, you know, feeling left out. And this helps prevent some of that yeah while encouraging like you said open discussion and mindfulness in your relationship it's it's a way to check in it's like when you go to a restaurant and you want to take a picture of the food you got and post it on your facebook (laughs) and you got the little check-in option where it tags the restaurant right so that the restaurant feels included in your life (laughs) well the ktt is that it includes your partners it includes the partner into your life and it includes you into your partner's life and you know if you want you could even tag in on your facebook did a ktt with my polyam fam and then tag your house so your house feels welcome too (laughs) (laughs) so we will see you next tuesday for our deep dive discussion all right bye now Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits.